Praise God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom to worship God. Freedom to enter into the fullness of what Father has for you and for me, for each one of us. And today is no exception. I'm here this afternoon to encourage you, encourage us from the Word of God. Praise the Lord. Taking us to the first portion of God's Word in the book of Galatians. Galatians 5 verses 1 through 6. Let us hear what the Word of God has to say to us in the context of freedom. And I'm reading from the New International Version text. You can read from the Living Bible. You can read from the King James. But I kind of like the rendition, if you would, in today's vernacular of this scripture verse. It says it is for freedom. How would to God that I can hear you shouting that word from where you are. Let's do it again. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Yes, Mark my words, the apostle went on to say, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man, to every person who, more so males here, who let themselves be circumcised, that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. Verse 6, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. The thing that counts is your faith and my faith being expressed through love. Praise be the name of the Lord. It is what? It is faith being expressed through love. My sisters and brothers, a little backdrop into what we are dealing with here in Galatians. We have come to God through Christ. To experience uh, the freedom that is ours that only can be experienced through Christ. But you know as well as I do since we have said yes to the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you have done that 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Some have gone even much further. And then there are those of you who have just came into this wonderful, intimate relationship with God through Christ only a few months ago. Probably a year ago. Listen, in as much as you have been called to freedom... The wicked one, the enemy of our souls, will consistently keep uh, seeking to burden you uh, uh, with uh, do's and don'ts, uh, burden you with uh, reflections from the past, uh, seeking to put you on the weight of bondage. In the context of Galatians here, it was uh, the whole concept of circumcision, this outward act, this outward physical, yes, cutting away of the skin for the male boys, male child in particular, that was a big thing. It was if you were circumcised, then you are certainly one of God's. And what 
Paul and the scriptures is bringing out to bear here is that the circumcision that God is now looking for is a circumcision of the heart, which you can find in other portions of the scripture. But for today's text, the apostle is seeking to remind the people of God, as I'm seeking to remind us that God has set us free and we must refuse to allow ourselves to be entangled, to be weighed down with the weights that the wicked one, that the evil one would seek to put on you. Yes, we came to Christ just as we were. It was not your works of righteousness nor mine. All of our good works will amount to nothing. It would not be able to even put a down payment on redemption. We have redemption through God by Christ Jesus. And I'm looking forward in the coming weeks to be able to share with us and to unpack this whole concept of grace that is more than a concept is what you and I are living under the grace of God through Christ Jesus. It's his free gift to you and to me and to all humanity, whomsoever will let them come. I wonder what it is that the evil one is seeking to lay on you as a guilt trip, as one of those things that you must do if God is going to bless you, that you must come into alignment with. Ah, oh, yes, my sisters and brothers, we have not been redeemed so that we can just go live as we choose this, so that we can go and just meddle and do the very things that pierce the heart of God. No. But on the same token, it is not your works or my works of righteousness that keeps us in good standing before God. How we need to get this right. There's so many whose theology has been wrong as a result of which their entire lives are messed up. There's so many who are now living, living as enemies of the cross because they have tried in their own strength to live a life pleasing to God to no avail. And so they threw up their arms and said, well, look, I tried for a few months, I tried for a few years, but I keep tripping and falling and uh, I don't want to be hypocritical. Listen, my brothers and sisters, uh, it's not your works of righteousness. It is you and me surrendering to God, throwing ourselves at the mercy of God that's available to us through Christ Jesus. And so here in this context of Galatians 5, the people of Paul's era, they were pushing this whole, in addition to coming to Christ, you need to, you need to adhere to circumcision. How about those who were telling you and telling me various, various things? Whether it be in addition to coming to God, you have to do this, you have to do that. Now, there's some things that the Father expects that we should be doing, and we're doing it out of our love for Him. We're not doing it to gain favor with Him. We already have received favor with God through Christ. Christ died, expanded on the cross between heaven and earth for all people. All men and women, boys and girls, have favor with God through Christ if they would adhere by laying hold of the gift of God in the person of Jesus Christ. Not Buddha, not Hare Krishna. Yes, these great men that God have raised up down through the ages. But the person Christ, the person Christ. And so this afternoon, I put you in remembrance as Paul was putting the church at Galatia, reminding them it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Yes, you and I have been set free, set free. We must now be careful that we do not allow ourselves to be burdened down. You know how it works. Yes, how the accusation of the wicked one calls us to feel so ugly and calls us to feel so unclean. 
When the truth of the matter is we should be declaring that we were unclean, we were ugly, even our good works were no uh, was of no avail to, to appease a holy God. But the God who saw you and me in our ugly state of condition loved us enough that he covered us with the robe of righteousness that is of Christ. Yes, my sisters and brothers, you and I are covered with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And that's why as often as we take communion, we are putting ourselves also in remembrance of the price that was paid for your and my redemption. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Aren't you encouraged this afternoon? That is for freedom Christ has made you free. I believe that's worth being read again in your hearing as well as mine. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Have you noted he has set us free. The Father who loves us availed this invitation of his grace to all, so we must stand firm then. And do not let ourselves to be burdened again by a yoke, by a yoke. What is that yoke that the evil one is constantly seeking to weigh you down with? What is that yoke? May I remind you that everything that you have tripped in and fall over, the Father who knows you from eternity past uh, knew of that very tripping up, knew of that very failure, and yet he loves you. How often times we allow ourselves to be so distracted and uh, we go into those color sacks where we feel that we, we, we must mourn for a period of time before we can get back into fellowship with the Father. Oh, my sisters and brothers, the path has been made clear through Christ Jesus. And let's keep short accounts with him. What am I talking about? I'm speaking about those times when we say the things that we shouldn't say, when we've done the things that we ought not do, and the Spirit of God convicts us and lets us know that that's sin. How about when we, when we think the things that we ought not think, and the Spirit of God brings conviction? But do you know, not only does the Spirit of God brings conviction, but even the accuser, the evil one, Satan, Lucifer, he comes accusing you. He comes accusing me. Listen, in those times, whether it is the wicked one who is accusing you or is the Holy Holy Spirit who is convicting us, uh, let us keep short accounts. Let us go before the Father. Let us go before the Father who has in his presence, who is in the presence of the Father, our Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ. Positionally, he is seated at the right hand of God in the heavens, and the purpose is to intercede for you and to intercede for me. So we can keep short accounts. You can, oh yes, you can. You can as often as you are, are convicted as often as you are accused, take it to the Father through the Son and experience the liberty and the freedom for which Christ has set you and me, set us free. I trust God that you are getting excited in your spirit this afternoon, knowing that it's not by your works of righteousness, but you and I are free to celebrate. We are free to worship. We are free to live. We are free to love. We are free to enjoy this day that the Lord has made. No wonder we have learned this is the day, yes, this Sunday that the Lord has made. And the redeemed ones, yes, you and I, more so, not the heathens, the redeemed should rejoice and be glad in this day. How oh, we look around, look across the fence, look across the street, and you can see persons who want nothing to do with the Lord Jesus Christ, but they seem to be enjoying the day. Some have uh, their barbecue grill out, others may have some drinks out, uh, others may just be sitting on the stoop there having a smoke. How about you and me, my sisters and brothers? Do not allow the inner 
condemnation of the wicked one to cause you to lose your joy and to lose your peace and to weigh you down that you are no longer walking in the freedom, dancing in the freedom. Oh, I was dancing earlier on in the spirit and not only in the spirit, but even moving my legs here. I, I like this virtual space for a number of reasons. You can just be yourself before God. Amen. Dance right there in your living room. Dance right there in your closet, your place of prayer where you are right here, right now. Praise the name of Jesus. Again, I declare, the verse 3 says, Again, I declare to every person who lets himself be circumcised that he is in obligation for the whole law. So for those who feel that we can only find favor in God if we are doing this, or if you're doing that, if you're giving alms, if you're fasting once uh, uh, every, every week, or whatever that may be, as religious and as good as it may be, once you subject yourself to that as a means of getting into a closer fellowship with the Father, it obligates you to the entire law. What am I saying, my sisters and brothers? I'm saying that we should be a people of prayer, yes. We should be a people who are fasting, where we want to see the power of God at work in and through us and in the church. We should be all of those things, men and women who love the Word of God, who feast upon the reading of the Word of God. But I just want you to remember that you are not in bondage. I just want you to know that it is Christ and Christ alone. And your and my love for him is what results in us doing all those things. All those things like being in the word, like fasting and praying and being good to others and giving. And the list goes on. But that list is a reflection of our love to him. That list reflects the relationship of intimacy that you and I have with him. Galatians 5.1, hashtag 1. It is for freedom. We can pause there and we need to pause there and digest it. It is for freedom. Not when we get to eternity, but right here and now, and it will flow right into eternity. It is for freedom. It is for what? Freedom. So the people of God, uh, oh, praise the name of the Lord. Uh, the people of God uh, must be experiencing freedom. Sing about it. Write about it. Speak of it. But above all, uh, walk into freedom. Live it. It is for freedom. Look at hashtag two, that Christ has set us free. So it reminds us in this first verse, all of this is in verse one. It opens by reminding you and me that it is for freedom, that the overarching banner is freedom. And how do we, how do we come into this freedom? Not by our works. It is Christ. It is freedom that Christ has set us free. Who has set you free? Christ. Who has set me free? Christ. That's why you and I throughout the day should be just continuously in that fellowship with him. Walking with Jesus, there is no greater thrill. Walking with Jesus calms my heart like nothing else will. Walking with Jesus, oh, that little chorus. I'm just urged to sing it, my sisters and brothers. Walking with Jesus, there is no greater thrill. Walking with Jesus will calm our hearts like nothing else will. Some people say there is no God, but that's not true for he lives within my heart and in the heart of you let's be still Shh. be still and hear him speak listen quietly walking 
walking with Jesus. It is Christ who has set us free. Hashtag three. Stand firm. Stand firm. It is for freedom. It is Christ who has set us free. Stand firm. Why do we need to be reminded to stand firm? Because we have an accuser who come with accusations. His accusations often are true, you know. Oftentimes when the enemy of our soul accuses us, uh, that was a bad attitude. You should not have said that. You were rude there. You took what was, didn't belong to you. Oh, yes, oftentimes those accusations are true. That's why I said, let's keep short accounts. Let's go and confess it to the Lord. Aren't you thankful that you don't have to find a high priest of man? But we have a high priest, one, the person Christ Jesus, who is before the Father continuously. And you and I don't have to wait as they did in Old Testament period where the high priest was only able to come into the holies of holies once a year wherein he brought all the prayer requests and the needs of the people. No, you and I can come boldly before the throne of grace because of Christ who sits before the Father and keeps short accounts. Yes, Christ has set us free. It is for freedom. Therefore, we stand firm. Look at hashtag four. Do you see it there? Hashtag four. And do not let yourselves be what? And do not let yourselves be burdened again. Can you say that word with me again? Again. Again. I'm thankful that the word of God did not say just burden for the second time. But it just used that word again. Because for some of us, it's that repetition that the wicked one has been just bringing before us. It is that constant falter and stumbling. It's that again and again and again. But despite how often it may be, the word of God assures you that you are being called of God through Christ, set free by Christ. And you need not allow that burden to come upon you again. Yes, it did yesterday. Yes, it did a month ago, a week ago. It may have done so just a few hours before coming into this room. You probably have lost it and just said things or did things uh, uh, that the Spirit of God uh, convicts you with regards to. But listen, my sisters and brothers, uh, that bondage, that yoke uh, has no place in your life. And as often as it comes, uh, you need and I need to just cast it off. Praise God by keeping it real with God through Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Hashtag five as we look at the conclusion of verse one. By a yoke of slavery. What it is, it's a yoke of slavery. It is for freedom. Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore. Do not allow it again, again, to weigh you down. And uh, it concludes by reminding us by reminding us that it is a yoke of slavery and God would not have you and I to experience that mentality of slavery. Praise be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm encouraged by the word of God. The word of God always should encourage our hearts. God knew that we have gone through a difficult week. Have you not? A week of bombardment as you turn on the media and hear from various uh, sources uh, the very things that will cause your heart to be fainted, cause you to be faint-hearted. It's in God's word that we experience uh, the freedom, the freedom to live, the freedom to think, the freedom to be. It's for freedom that Christ has enabled you and me to now be, to now be free. Hallelujah. 
Oh, that's a good place for us to pause and just shout hallelujah. I love when the chorus said, as we heard prior to coming into the word, dance like the weight has been lifted. Dance like the weight has been lifted. Have you noted the words? Dance like the weight has been lifted. Because whether the weight is lifted or not, you and I in God through Christ can rejoice. We can dance because we know in whom we have come to believe. We have a confidence in the God who loves us, who has given to us Christ Jesus. And as the word rightfully declare, if God has given to you and to me Christ, how much now with Christ will he not give us all things all things, what it is that you're waiting on, what it is that you're desiring of the Father, I say he stands ready as you and I fellowship with him. I said as we fellowship with him. It's not your works of righteousness that's going to do it because he bestowed good gifts on us despite of ourselves. I said he bestowed good gifts on us despite of ourselves. Did he not open the eyes of our understanding that we saw the need for him? There is no gift that is greater than the redemption of the soul. And if we presently have received that, not by our works of righteousness, I say that the Father stands ready to be stowed on you. And I can hear one say, but I've been waiting for this. And someone else might be saying, and I've been waiting for these two things over here. How about the hand at the back is saying, I've been waiting and God, listen, praise God. God knows that you've been waiting I've got news for you. I've been waiting too in God for some things. But you know, it's not the duration of time in which we are called to wait. It's how we wait. It's what we do within that segment of time as we wait. Could it be that we are waiting yet another day, another week, another month? Because God knows that there's a praise down in you that he wants to release. He knows that there's a hallelujah deep in your soul that he wants you to just allow it to erupt, hallelujah, and come forth. That wonder we have learned some years ago, we ought to sing it again. Don't wait until the battle is over. You ought to be shouting when? Now! You ought to be shouting now because God, who loves us, already has made a way for us. And we are not walking by what we see. We are walking in accordance to our faith, which is the substance of what we are hoping for. It is evident. Oh, yes, faith is evidential. It is evident of that which cannot yet be seen. No wonder the people of God are able to shout when others are looking around and wondering, what are you shouting about? Oh, they don't see what you see. They don't understand like you understand. The eyes of your understanding has been enlightened and you and I are able to see what others can't see in the realm of the spirit. We are not in denial. No, no, no. We are women and men of praise, of worship, of faith. And praise is a weapon of thanksgiving. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Can you say it with me? Praise. My praise. Come on. My praise is a weapon of thanksgiving. So when the word of God says, come into his presence with thanksgiving, Come into his courts with praises. Come in with the worship. Come in with the hallelujah. Come in with that weapon. Ah, bless God. In light of what the accuser is trying to yell in your presence, you come in with your praise. You come in with your worship to fullness.